Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. How are you doing, Monica? I am fine, and how are you doing? I'm going to be okay after I take this, this yes, sip of Yes, everybody, rose cheers Prosecco. to cheers. this evening. Here. What you drinking, girl? I am drinking rosé Prosecco, mm. and I, I am the Costco queen. Costco is my happy place. Um, that's my favorite thing about living where I do. I can literally walk there. Yeah. I yeah. fucking love it. Um, anyway, I've, I've discovered that the Rosé Prosecco at Costco is $7.99 a bottle. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is my first sip of alcohol in like a month and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. I did oh, like hell. a dry January thing and I said I wasn't going to drink till my birthday. And um, I know that my birthday is not for a couple more days, but this is the start of my birthday weekend. So it counts. So yeah. Cheers. Cheers. And you know, the older you get, the longer you celebrate. That's the way it goes. That's Absolutely. my rules. Absolutely. Hey, listen, you know what? February is a short month. So right. There's exactly. that. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, what are, what are you drinking? I'll give you three guesses and the last two don't count. Oh my goodness. It must be Bailey's. It is Bailey's. You know, guys, I tried to get her to drink Stella Rosa tonight and she almost did. I almost, almost. made that choice, but I decided to go with Bailey's. I mean, we're at the ass end of winter and Bailey's is your winter drink. So It is. So yeah, the spring it, is coming. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to switch gears. Yeah, but you should you should just enjoy your Bailey's just like couple. You get you get a couple more weeks of it. So you I might know. as well. I know. Maybe Stella Rosa could be your spring drink. I don't really know what my spring drink is. You don't really have one? I don't think. You I just have a have winter one. and a summer. summer. Yeah. So, I mean, you know you I like Stella. Get, I got to get a spring drink. Remember those Mayflower drinks in New Orleans? Those were really good. Those were so pretty. That was elderberry oh champagne. It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was called spring. Mayflowers or spring flowers? May, Mayflowers or... I don't remember. I just remember that it was made with elderberries. Yeah, and it was pretty. It was purple. It was light, pur- yeah, it light was very purple. Pretty. It was beautiful. Yeah, I have a picture of it. Yes, let's, I want to go back. I was just gonna say, let's just go back. Let's just go back and just yeah. go, go drink some uh, some purple champagne. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. I've been really into purple lately. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's been like popping up. I bought purple bell peppers. Oh like my a goodness! Okay, bell pepper plant. Oh, good. And yeah, it's just you know, I'm having a purple moment. Okay, that's good. Purple is royalty. I mean, it's my birthday. There, there we you go. go. Why there not? You go. There you go. So tonight, uh, we are talking about the mother. The mother energy of the triple goddess. The We did the maiden, and now we're on the mother. Yeah. And so we are going to talk about her, her aspects, and, um, you know, mom stuff. Mom stuff, right? Yeah, mom stuff. We're doing mom stuff tonight. Um, so when we look at the mother, uh, some of her like main aspects of like like her attributes, she's very she's the nurturer. She's right. the great nurturer. She is also all about like creation because you know what what else can be like considered like a greater creation than being able to create a human being? Right. You know exactly your biggest and greatest masterpiece. And you know the thing is, is while, while yes, she is the mother, and she is you know the magical mom. She, you don't have to be a mother to to work walk with, her. with her. Yeah, you don't have to. Nor does it just have to be about something that is motherly. It doesn't have to be something that you're mothering. It doesn't just have to be about nurturing. And it's really about whatever it is that you're doing that's within line of nurturing creation fullness like coming into high points taking care of yourself these kind of things um you know it's all in that state of mind that you can work with her same thing with with the maiden or the crone as well right right 
So to me, she's also um, really about like adulting. Like she really is about responsibility too. Yes. Um, and, and balance. And I feel like one of the biggest things about her is that she does have like this great love of life. And so when it's said like when you do things that are showing your appreciation and your love of life as well as like taking care of your body, taking care of yourself. All of those are considered devotion and rituals to the mother aspect. Very nice. But similarly, not taking care of yourself, abusing your body in some ways considered like, um, like disrespect, like dishonoring her. Mm. And it, it is one of those things. So if you're having something, um, that's that's going on like addiction or you're having a problem with like, your mental or emotional health or you're just you're really not taking care of your body you know you need to and you're not giving it that love and you're kind of using and abusing it it's going to be really hard to work with this aspect of her because it's very disrespectful to her mm-hmm. which is an interesting interesting thing yeah because maybe then then it's time to work with her so maybe she can help you get through those things yeah, absolutely. You can definitely do that with her, and I think that helps. Um, but if you're purposely like mistreating and you're not actually trying to get better, you're just mistreating yourself, oh, yeah. it's considered an insult to her. Um, but yeah, by seeking help, by improving yourself, those are ways to honor her. Because, like, let's be real, we all have to find ways to improve ourselves every day. Like, humans are a constant work in progress. That's right? true. That's very, very true. Uh, Also, one of the things that's like her realm that I thought was kind of interesting and that can be kind of applied into just more of like the everyday life and, you know, to examine an aspect of you every day as you exist that comes from the mother is what is your love language? Because she's really all about acts of love, Mm -hmm. you know, like no, like how they say no one can love you like, like a mother can. You know, like she's the great mother. And so um, what's your love language? Um, And you can use those daily acts as rituals to her, as devotion to her. Because, again, just like taking care of yourself, um, expressing love, acts of love and loving yourself are ways to do that. So do you know what your love language is? I know what my love language is. No, I don't know. What is my love language, girl? I don't know. Um, I mean, so there's five main love languages. It's words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Well, you know, I'm very nurturing. I'm very motherly, as you know. Yeah. You know that, right? So everybody considers me the mom, whatever. And I know I have those nurturing tendencies. I can't help it. Yeah, you do. So I, I guess I would be like an act of service, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I would think so. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It's natural. It comes natural to but, me. But that's what it is. Like with your love language, it's like th- those are like the five main categories. And usually you have more than one, but it shows you like, yeah, the natural ways that you express love. So I know like mine is acts of service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but when you find those things, like then you can kind of like use those also as like devotional like things to the mother. But yeah, you really are very nurturing. So I think like... If there was an aspect of the triple goddess that you embody most, I do think it'd be the mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, her season is summer and her time of day, it's daytime. Her color's red. She's symbolized by the full moon, by cauldrons, eggs, and ovals. Mm. Do you want to break down that whole egg thing for me, Monica? The egg thing. I could talk about the egg thing. Do it. The egg thing is when you get pregnant. Dun dun dun! Because <laughs> we all started as eggs we at did, one point we in time. Did. Yeah, we did. So that's the egg thing. You know, the egg represents new life, new birth. 
You know, it's very prevalent around spring equinox, you know, new beginnings, new starts, Easter, Ostara with the eggs as, as a symbol of new beginnings, new life, new birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all in that, that creation. Right. That creation, because, you know, as we kind of said, like, you don't have to be a mom to work with her aspects, but right. it's all any kind of creation. So you can really call on her for a lot of different things. And I think that's great because, you know, we live in L.A., so we know all sorts of creative people. And it might surprise you how often really that you would think that would be more of a maiden thing, but it kind of falls in line with the mother. Yeah, We're all in so that too. that creation. Um, let's see here. What are some kinds of magic? Like if you wanted to like work with her, um, and what kind of magic would that be? I feel like problem solving would be one thing to ask her to help solve problems in your life that you're happening, what's going on. That's for sure. Right. And anytime that you need nurturing. So anything when it would come to like a self-love ritual or anything. And I would think because of that too, also heart healing, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When um, childbirth is near, you might mm-hmm. want to work with the mother. Uh, what about pregnancy? I think pregnancy, they actually say to when you want to get pregnant. I think I've read that you're supposed to work with a maiden. And I think maybe it's because like when you want to get pregnant, you are like in that maiden place. Right. But then all of a sudden you become the mother. Yeah. You know, um, for protection and blessings, um, especially for females who are threatened by males. Mm hmm. Uh, guidance and love life decisions. Isn't there a story like that with Aradia? There is, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. I think so. Finding and choosing a mate or a companion. So a little bit of love magic to the mother to find mm-hmm. a mate or a companion. Gardening and growing out of any plants. Um, accepting an animal in your life and a protection of animals as well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I Making like that. Making choices of any kind and gaining or continuing peace. You know, that makes sense, especially because I feel like moms are always the ones that have to come in and like mediate. Right. You know, so that definitely makes sense. And also um, developing your intuition and your psychic sight. That also makes sense to me because I always grew up hearing like, you know, the woman's intuition, woman's intuition. Right. And that's so true. You hear when you're pregnant how like your dreams are supposed to be like really crazy and on point. And mine were. It was actually really funny. Before I told anyone that I was pregnant, I was talking to our friend Eliza and um, I was talking about some dream that I had. And she goes, are you pregnant? Oh, wow. And I was like, what? Why? She's like, well, you know, pregnant women just have really crazy dreams like this. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But gosh, she, no one knew yet. Oh, wow. That's crazy. You know, I, I used to dream when I was pregnant about the baby. I had the baby, but she lived in my dresser drawer. <laughs> and I had set over and over again many, many different times. Isn't that weird? I mean, I think I've heard of that happening back in the day, though. Yeah, I think that's what they used to, right? Yeah. It's probably past life kind of shit. I was just going to ask if you were kept in a dresser drawer. I don't know if I was. No, I don't think I was, but, you know, maybe that was a past life memory that I was getting. I mean, it could have been. I had had a couple dreams about my baby before I had him. Yeah? Yeah, I had, um, and one I was feeding him and another one I was carrying him. But yeah, I had a couple Hmm. where he was already here. Wow. And I kept wanting to look at his face because I was so curious about what he was going to look like. You and know? he's never, and they're never what that you would imagine in your ma- your mind. I remember you saying that you had a dream about him. Does he look like what you thought he well, was going I to? Well, I saw him when he was like a, a preteen. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I, it is to be held. It is to be seen. So, 
Yeah. To be continued, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And I knew it was going to be a boy, by the way. I kept on telling you. I know. I knew it was going to be a boy. I wanted a girl, but you know what? He's cool. Yeah, he's great. He's cool. I guess he's all right. Yeah, I guess you'll (laughs) keep him, huh? I guess so. (laughs) Yeah. So... When when you want to work with the mother, okay. So let's let's kind of break this down. When are there specific times where you'd be like, okay, what's going on in my life, or you know, the kind of work that I need to do right now, I should work with the mother aspect of the goddess. Like, it, I think it's time. So self love. We talked about the types of magic, but when do you feel like you should consciously make that decision to to work with the mother? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, any kind of decisions or any choices that you're making which is kind of a broad spectrum, right, yeah. in life, that's definitely mother work. Talk to the mother about that. Um, and spiritual direction, too, that's important, you know, to guide you on your spiritual path. Right. I think that's important. And, you know, she's just, she's all about choosing uh, the right mate and companion. So if you're looking for the right mate and companion, who knows best than your mom? Right? Your mom will give you opinions about your companion and mate, right? You mean the, the opinions that no one listens to or does the opposite of, Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was just telling a client that today. Yeah, so I was just saying that to a client. I've realized like I've kind of sailed into that that part of my life where I have all of these opinions and like for to like my niece and I'm always like, oh my God, it's so dumb. And I'm like, I'm that person. I am yeah. okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, but yep. I'm still right. Eventually she'll realize it. Yeah. Uh, but she can ignore me for now because I'm the uncool old person. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. But isn't it true that when your mom likes the guy that you're with, that it's like, no, I don't like him that much anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, you know. You have uh, to do the opposite of your parents. But right. we don't want to do the opposite of the goddess, though. No, like we don't. that no. will we'll do right. Yeah. Um she also really talks about like responsibility and self-discipline. Like she's very like adulting in that way. So I can also think like, you know, to get a little creative here, you know, sometimes we hear about like spells to help us be a little bit more frugal and things like that too. I think like maybe that's when she would kind of come in. Like because yeah. that's all in self-discipline. Right. That's you strict. Know? Being mm-hmm. strict. Being yep. strict. And I think that would be something where she would kind of fall in line. Especially when it would come to more like material aspects like that. Because I can see how that strictness might work for the crone as well. But I just, I don't feel like when it would come to mundane things like this yeah. would be where the crone would come in. I feel like that would be more mother aspect. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, you know, she's very versatile. She she covers a lot of different uh, veins of magic. So, yeah. But, and you don't forget full moon mother mm-hmm, absolutely I guess I mean at the end of the day like that's kind of where we got like that correlation with the triple goddess is also kind of coming in with um with the moon phases yeah you know so we yes. do see her her as the full moon which really bothers me because I don't remember what the fuck I was reading and it was something that was you know which adjacent I'll say and it referred to the moon as, as a he oh lord that and have, you know flip to my shit yeah, I was just like, no, no, it's it's the goddess. Do you, do you like his toy toy yeah. percolator over there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we have you know we're recording at my house. We have cats. House, we have so, toys. Yeah. We have booze, kids' toys. There's you know a shaker of salt because what who which what which wouldn't have that? There's cats. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah, there is pure chaos. Pure yes. chaos. 
what are um, some of your your favorite types of working like you personally to do with the goddess? You know, I goddess. remember many a times when I was having problems and I just couldn't solve them and needed some guidance in them. That's when I kind of reach out for the mother and, you know, just put it in her hands. Sometimes you have to put sometimes you have to put it in the gods or the goddesses hands and take this away from me. Take this problem away temporarily until I can figure it out or you can help me figure it out yeah so I just like that's what I worked with mostly with the mother to be honest with you I like that yeah yeah I don't feel like there's been a lot of times up until recently maybe over like the last year or two that I've been super like oh I need this aspect of the goddess um so much as I've thought about what deity to work with but really that kind of breaks down into that same thing where we see them as you know triple goddesses or this one's the maiden and this one's this not so we, we do see that right but um i feel like that's more of a recent thing for me and then we have some deities like aphrodite who i feel like in a lot of ways is very much so maidenhood right oh, yeah. like absolutely, absolutely. But she also has like a thousand kids. Right. You know, so, so it's another like she, aspect of her. Yeah. So she does have a mother aspect. So it's kind of surprises you sometimes where that can kind of come in. And I think that sometimes is more um, in line with knowing the deity's lore. That took me a really long time to pull those words out of my mouth. Yes. You know, and you know what, guys out there? It's not a bad idea once in a while just to do a candle to the goddess as an honor. You know what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of asking, like, this candle is for you. It's dedicated to you because of all you do for me. And here's a candle in your name. And I'm honoring you with this candle. Not asking. I'm just honoring. I mean, I have candles on all of my altars for everyone. That it, it, That's kind of what they are. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to be real for a second. I starve my deities. Like, oh, boy. I, I, well, it, it depends. It's like feast or famine in, in my uh-huh. house, okay? Like, they fucking starve or all of a sudden I'm like, oh, here you go. Here's here's a shiny key and here's a rock and here's a candle. Here's six shots. Like, you know, I, I get like, I don't know. So I'm trying to be more aware, consistent. Yeah. Consistent with it. But, um, you know, they, they know who they're working with. They yeah. know how I am. I'm big on flowers for the goddess. That's nice. I do. I give the, anytime that I get flowers, I give some of them to her. Like yeah. if I get like a bouquet, like some of it goes immediately over there to them right. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, just a, just a nice way of saying thank you and honoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're pretty. And I feel like it's really interesting. You can always tell when deities really like something versus don't like I have that tangerine on Ganesha's altar and it's been there forever. Yeah, forever, and all the rest of them like had either been eaten or or some of them went bad, but that one is still, oh wow, in pristine shape. Huh? Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, when I think of Ganesh, I think of small fruit. I don't know why. I give them like grapes and strawberries, small things. I don't know. I give him a lot of candy too. Candy. But I yeah. Just, I don't know why. I always give him tangerines. Huh. Okay. So I always get, maybe it's because the color orange could be maybe it um, could very well be. But he seems to like them. So. You know, some people think his color is yellow as well. You know, I mean, to me, I feel like those kind of get lumped in together in my brain. In a lot of ways, I feel like they're they're related. They're cousins. Yeah. Or I like mean, maybe yeah, like yeah. half half siblings. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I go with the orange, but I've heard people say yellow. I think mean, that kind of. Well, kinda it's makes fine. Sense. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. 
So what, speaking of that, what would be some good, um, do you feel like there's a difference as far as offerings go? Um, it just, I know that each specific deity can have, you know, different offerings that would align with them. But when we're looking at just breaking it into maiden, mother, crown, are there offerings that you think would be more appropriate or more doted on by the yeah, mother goddess? I think I, you know, I, my, my go-to is the flowers. But you kind of do that for all goddesses, right? They're just yeah, goddess well, in general. Not Hecate, not the not the crone aspect. The crone is more like keys and stuff like that. So okay, but so for like maiden and mother, you would do flowers. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. Do you feel like there's anything mother specific? Mm, no, not no. really. No. I feel like yeah, flowers are pretty good, and then otherwise, I think it's more geared towards like what deity in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think flowers are the whole purpose. <laughs> Gift. And moonstone. I always feel like moonstone's moonstone, just good, like yes. just across the board. Like I think moonstone's good. Rose quartz, mother, mother goddess. Yeah, rose quartz is good too. You now for the love aspect. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, whatever you're thinking and feeling at that moment, that's apropos. Do it and go with it because it's probably right on. To be honest with you, you know, an egg around Easter time. Maybe put it uh, a decorated egg there. You know, to represent new beginnings, new life, and stuff like that. Yep. So, and burn like red candles, right? For the mother. Yes. Which I think is great because that's my favorite color. There you go. Yeah. So like, you know, especially if people always see like, you know, the red, white, and black and they're like, what is that? Why? Why? Like, that's why. That's, that's why you see why. that as so many coven's colors. It is. It's you know? true. It's so it's, true. That's what it is. It's the symbol of maiden mother crown right. is what that is. I wonder how many witches uh, rock cords and stuff like that and don't know the symbol. I bet quite right. a few right. of them do. Yeah. Now but they do. Now you guys know. Yes. All right. So, do you have a specific mother goddess that you you like to work with? Do you have a favorite? No, just the mother. Just I just generally call the mother. You know, that's usually what I do too. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's yeah, that's how I rock. Yeah. That's what about? Rock. That's how you roll, woman. I that's roll and roll. rock with her. So there is so many different mother goddesses out there. So. To name a few, we have Durga, Ishtar, Kuan Yin, Freya, Frigg, Danu, Uma. Um, those are just a few that I'm rattling off that I am relatively confident that I can pronounce correctly. But I do have a specific mother goddess that I want to talk about. Okay. And you guys, like, hold on to your butts because I am I am going to give you the story and I'm going to talk some shit. And it is, like, the, like furthest thing from your mind like of who you would think I'm going to be talking shit about like I yeah yeah I'm, I'm talking a little shit I'm talking a little shit I love her but I'm just gonna say it like it is and everyone's gonna be like say what and that goddess is da -da 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 -da. Gaia oh everyone's like what how are you gonna talk shit about Gaia okay we'll get there we'll get there let me take another sip because it is time for Shauna's drunken mythology okay do it do it all right so we're talking about Gaia, who is the OG mother oh, goddess. Yes. yes, she is like the fucking Greek OG goddess. She is also called Mother, Mother Earth. Like, just to, you know, kind of like get you there and be like, what, who? Yes, Mother Earth. So whenever like anyone talks about Mother Earth, which we hear 
every Wednesday. Right. Every, the, this is where that came from, is from her. And she is one of the originals, and she is the mother um, to the Earth, to the Titans, to the Cyclopses, to the Giants, to Uranus, to Typhon, um, just to name a few. Like, when I was saying that Aphrodite has a thousand kids, I think Gaia, like, literally has, like, thousands yeah. of kids. Right, right. And, it's really interesting because when I think of her, like we first go to that image that we all have seen at some point of her and like she's has this big swollen belly that's pregnant and that's the glow, right? And you see her just look very earth tones of like shades of blues and greens and everything. So she looks like a globe basically. And it's it's usually very gorgeous. It I is. love the it is it's beautiful the depictions. Yeah. But she's also the goddess of prophecy. Uh-huh. The giver of dreams. She's the goddess of the cauldron, nurture of plants and young children. Mm-hmm. Which I, I just, I guess I never really thought of what her aspects would be beyond being the mother of the planet and yeah. being like represented in all living things, really, right? We're all a part of her and like a descendant of her when you think about it that way. But I thought the prophecy thing was interesting and the giver of dreams, like those two things really kind of stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I found that that fascinating. Um, but so who is she? So basically, like, she was one of the original, like, just beings that existed. And um, so she is one of the OG goddesses. And on her own, she has three kids. Like, just, like, that she just produces by herself. And it's the sky, the sea, and the mountains. Right, which is just like the things that make up our globe. Um, but when we look at the sky, um, that is also the god Uranus. He is the god of the sky. He is the sky. Um, and I want to just point out that my friend, it like I think she works with him, and she's starting to kind of realize that that like Uranus is like her homie. Um, and so when he was in retrograde, like the planet, she was trying to like research more about him and stuff like that. And you know, there really isn't a lot. No, there really isn't, and that bugged her. So I remember one of the like last times that I flew, she's like, "You better light an Uranus candle because you're gonna be all up in him." Um, so shout out to you, Courtney, because you're like his like main supporter here the one keeping (laughs) him keeping him relevant um she actually even came up with like an Uranus retrograde candle and stuff so like good for her because there's really not much to go off of so that was some good spirit work yeah for sure anyway so after Gaia births him like how all mythical creatures do they fuck their kids and their siblings and all that a lot of incest going on lots going on which makes sense why they're all so problematic anyway so she ends up starting to like hook up with him and starting to have like eight million children with him and it was a very toxic relationship because he basically like was just like on top of her so like how we can kind of see this representation where we are all on the earth and the sky is way above us like imagine like the sky just sitting on top of you and that's kind of what was going on and so like whenever she would get pregnant and have a kid he would like force the children back into her so like they could never come out so this was obviously like more than just a little uncomfortable and probably getting really crowded in there because they again have like Eight million kids. So it was fucked up and Uranus is being a jerk. So Gaia teams up with Kronos. Weird side fact, for some reason I have a really hard time like 
with Kronos and Kernunos. I know that they are two very different gentlemen. Yes, they are, yeah. But it's something about like when I see Kronos, my brain goes, Oh, that's an abbreviation for Kernunos. Mm. Why does my brain do that? Because it sounds similar. I, I think I, I guess. So anyway, so she teams up with Kronos to um overthrow Aronis and I think I think she like helps him like with a scythe or like a sickle, right? And so basically what happens is Aronis is like, hey girl, what's up? And he's gonna come like, you know, hit that. And then Kronos comes out of nowhere, like, just kidding, bitch. And he cuts off his dad's wiener. Oh, and baby. the pain and everything was so startling that Aronis jumps back. And as he jumps, that's where we get the separation now between the earth and the sky. That is why the sky is above us now, mm. is what is, like, the the running theory there. Um, so that happens, and he helps, like, set his siblings free and conquers his dad. He actually um, takes his dad's wiener and throws it into the sea, right? Uh, so, fun fact here. So, those are all the um, the Titans, right? We have the Titans, the Olympians. And so, we have Aphrodite who, like, hangs out with the Olympians and she's cool with them. And, like, you know, we just know that she was birthed from sea foam and that's because technically she's a Titan because she was birthed from Aronis's wiener floating oh out in the God, sea. Oh, my right? God. Right? So, yes. a lot to kind of, like, keep track of. It kind of reminds me of the Mayfair witches. I don't know if you ever read The Witching Hour, but I feel like it's just as complex and clusterfucky of a family tree. Um, anyway, so that's just a little side fact about Aphrodite or Venus there. So, okay, so Gaia, you know, all this happens with, with Kronos and stuff. So then Kronos starts, like, living um, his life right and so then he starts taking wives and doing his thing but he's fucking paranoid now because he's like you know what I overthrew my dad and what if one of my kids fucking overthrows me he's like fuck that so every time he has a baby he eats it oh my god just like nom 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 Um, and there's actually like this really like Ah, this painting that gives me the heebie-jeebies, you know? It's, like, usually it doesn't say Kronos. It usually says Saturn. It's, like, this old dude, like, eating a baby. And that's that's him because he was so fucking paranoid about that. Um, But anyway, so then Gaia gets mad at him for doing this. But she's also, like mad just like dude you're acting like your fucking father like you're you're being a jerk so he helps hide Zeus or she I'm sorry Gaia helps hide Zeus from Kronos and um gives him a stone instead so he like swallows a stone because apparently it's not like the painting where he's like nom 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 he's more like a snake and just swallows the shit so he just like swallows the stone and stuff anyway so then Zeus comes and overthrows his dad because we see the the toxic family patterns here that have yet to be broken and here is where I'm gonna start talking shit about Gaia she needs to pick a goddamn side so she helps Zeus overthrow his dad right because she's like yo your dad's a dick I'm sorry my son's acting this way let grandma help you and then when Zeus starts whooping Cronus's ass She's like, hey, why are you being mean to my kid? I'm mad at you now. So then she like switched. Pick a fucking side. You instigated all of this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just commit. Anyway. okay. (laughs) I get really bothered by that. Yeah. So or she could just like stay in her fucking lane. Um, I feel like there's also like a teachable moment here with some of this with Gaia, because like I feel like she has really strong 
opinions and I think that she undervalues herself and her own power because she feels like she needs the help of her kids and all this stuff to get stuff done and I'm not saying that people don't need help but like you're like legit the fucking OG goddess you are the earth mother come on like you you don't need all of this help like you could have just done this yourself girl and then you could have like avoided generations I'm saying that like because it's I don't even know how many generations that really was like too many so like we're you know of drama yes of drama and flip-flopping and not like girl you could have just done it yourself and like it would have been Saved fine all this. Yeah. yeah you could have teachable moment um anyway but I think it's really interesting because I feel like had she done that and had her story maybe been a little different where we could really look at the strength of her because like her story doesn't really give her strengths justice. No. And clearly she has them. And I think that's also just part of the story of the mother is that it takes a tremendous amount of strength and power to be a mother and yes. you get no credit for it. Like right. no one exactly. really gives a shit and that's kind of what we're seeing here with Gaia as well. Um and because of that I feel like she's more of this like new age hipster earth mother goddess let's go do mushrooms and roll around in grass versus like oh my god you are a fucking primordial deity which is what she really is i think she could get a lot more respect anyway um i say she could get a lot more respect while i'm talking shit but there you have it (laughs) i just think like i respect her i just think that she needs to pick a side i probably would say i will call on her for stuff with my plans or stuff within prophecy but if i needed to be that nurturing rock solid mom, I don't think she would be my first choice. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, so what is sacred to her? If we did want to work with her for prophecy, for working with our, our gardens to tap into those things, or maybe just to tap into our primordial self and kind of go a little bit further there. Um plants obviously right obviously. wow obviously. Uh, and you would think that really any plant would be really kind of just like good to go for her but specifically we're looking for fruit bearing plants okay that okay. makes sense it does so fruit bearing trees plants those are good barley honey is also really good green agate coal jet brown jasper green tourmaline but also just plain rocks and shells that you just like find on the ground yourself which I personally would encourage you to go for like yeah support your local small businesses and go buy you know the jaspers and the agates and stuff but just go go on a hike go right? on a hike be pick up some you trash because you know you're going to find some trash like floating around somewhere that can be your offering that you clean up the litter as a way of helping take care of Gaia right and see what you can find and use those so that's actually really good her colors are green, brown, and black, and two of her symbols are cornucopias and globes. Mm. Um, she's for all fertility stones also. Like, that is the other thing that I would say she is really good with is fertility. I question her mothering capabilities, but fertility, she has definitely got down. Um, her other symbols outside of the cornucopia and globe would be the chalice and the cauldron. Uh, she also loves grains, and she is the earth so we will find her in which direction the north north yes and her homies are gnomes Uh uh-huh if it makes sense yeah so she's all about gnomes um 
So they kind of go hand in hand. And what you can do is any of these like plants, these fruit bearing plants that you plant for her, you can harvest them. And when you do, you can use it as offerings for her, for gnomes, use it in your spell work or kitchen witchery. So if you've planted anything for her, like make sure that that whatever is produced from that plant stays magical. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like working with her will also like help you connect with gnomes and the earth element as well. Cool. So maybe that's why I have such a tumultuous relationship here because I also don't like gnomes. Don't like they're growing on me. Kinda. Okay, that's good. That's good kinda. to hear. Um, so I'm really late to the game. I'm changing topics here, and we're going to fictional gnomes. But I am really late to the game here. But um, our friend Stacy recommended a cartoon to me called Gravity Gravity Falls, and it's on Disney Plus and. I finally got around to watching it, and I think this show's from, like, 2019, maybe? So it's already been canceled. There's only two seasons. But it's about these two kids that, like, move to, like, middle-of-nowhere forest, and, like, but there's a lot of weird supernatural shit going on there. And I can really see this cartoon existing in the same world as Twin Peaks. Uh. Uh, But in the first episode, there's, like, a run-in with a bunch of gnomes, like, gnomes in a trench coat pretending to be a person. And it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. And so, like, thank you, Stacy, for that recommendation because <laughs> it's fantastic. Wow. So anyway, that is a that is part of the story of Gaia, who okay. is actually really cool and I think way more of a badass than she gives herself credit for, and more of a badass than we give her credit for in a lot of ways too. But again, like, pick a side, girl. Anyway, that is. The mother goddess guys okay love it yeah um oh what what types of magic like what candles like what is she into i don't think we fully red candles we said red candles yeah but like what else, what is there any like specific kind of spell crafting or do you think she kind of just oversees it all well i mean you know i think she'd be kind of into all of it right yeah a little bit of here a little bit there yeah Okay, just just covering our bases covering our that's bases. right that's right all right i like it well that's um that's all she wrote, guys. There you go. Monica, who's your shout-out? My shout-out is to all the mothers out there. There you go. Cheers to that. I like yeah, that. You know right? what? There's a lot of mothers out yeah. there. Yeah. I am going to piggyback off of that. I I see you. I feel you. Oh, I yeah. feel you. There you go. Um, Cheers to everyone that is a mother in every way, because it's not just biological. It's all the nurturers out there. Everyone right. that is giving love and and doing doing the work doing the mother thing yeah all right guys merry meet merry part and And merry Merry meet meet again. again